Hi there, welcome, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Jason Shoulder, and this is Learning to Fail. People are complicated, and I know a lot of complicated people. Two of those people are Kelly Cry and Dale Krupla. Kelly is a comedian and filmmaker. Dale is a filmmaker and hilarious. They've been traveling the country, taking in local comedy scenes and interviewing local comedians. I was lucky enough to be included in their project when they passed through Asheville. You can watch it on their YouTube channel, Dave Made Me Do It. Before we roll today's interview, I want to say how grateful I am to everyone who has subscribed to Learning to Fail and downloaded the episodes currently available. Numerous people have written to say they felt like they were right in the room with us. That is precisely the way I want these conversations to feel. I still marvel at the fact that people are willing to take time out of their lives to talk to me, much less listen. The fact that so many of you have been motivated to take the additional step of writing to me is truly humbling. So thank you. I will do everything in my power to keep bringing you an experience that is at once personal and engaging. Learning to Fail podcast is my avenue for expanding the way I think and the things I think about. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends about Learning to Fail and encourage them to tell theirs. Take a moment to rate us on iTunes and check out our website for additional information about each of the people we interview. While you're there, please visit our Donate and Amazon pages. Each page will give you clear instructions on what to do. For the time being, we are a completely donation-based podcast, so all of our episodes are being brought to you by you. Our donation page will allow you to make one-time or recurring donations. Our Amazon portal enables you to support the podcast without spending any extra money of your own. Please bookmark our Amazon page and start your shopping there every time you visit or buy anything on Amazon. The most helpful thing you can do is simply to listen to the podcast and encourage others to do the same. The world will be a better place when we can all start learning to fail together. Let's have breakfast with Kelly Cry and Dale Krupa, the two-man crew of Dave Made Me Do It. Yeah, today's kind of like an editing... Uh... You guys can... I mean, if you need to work or do anything, if you want to... Like set up here, you can also do that. I like, want to show you the little editing suite we have in the bag of the. Oh yeah, I'm totally excited to here. see that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. excellent. Yeah, no, that'll be awesome. Just quit the setup. So, so what what happened last night? Um, it sounded like it was, it was funny. The text exchange was hilarious. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Kelly was in charge of the text exchange, so I'll let you take the lead on the. Uh... Um. Okay. So, well, yeah. What we did, we went to the brewery, which was burial. Burial Brewery. Never been there. Never even uh, heard of it. Which was great. They have a mural of Tom Selleck and Sloth, which we <laughs> saw that, and I was like, that's the place we need to be. All right. So we went there, and we had a couple beers to kill some time before the show. Mm-hmm. We went to the show at... Remind the me, Block. The Block. The Block. Oh, Biltmore. Oh, Biltmore. And it was cool. It was like, you know, that's what we've been... We've only been on the road now for like three days, but we've been so spoiled because there was like 20 people in the room, and I was like, what a light crowd. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But in New York, like that would have been a packed room. Oh, so you're I, saying like... The, the number of people. You know, but it, the space was so big. We're used to doing comedy in basements. Oh, I see. It was a very big space. Yeah. And also, 
the fact that the show was going on at the mill room, I think, took a lot of the people like through to that show away. Some. It's yeah. a different group. Yeah. The people who go to the mill room are generally people who can afford to pay for comedy. Mm-hmm. People who go to the block or any of the other open mics, those are people who probably don't want to pay for comedy. Like they just want to. Some of them are. Some of them are like huge fans of the local comedy scene, so they're there. Mm-hmm. And others of them, you know, Cause are just looking for something to do tonight. And and others of them, you know, love comedy but don't want to spend money. So. Yeah. Well, a couple. Uh, there was one couple that was standing at the podium when I was standing there talking to Michelle. And they actually said, yeah, we tried to get into the mill room, but it was sold out. Oh, really? So okay. Well, so then I'm sure. happy to be wrong about that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, how do I say that? I don't mind being wrong. No, you're probably I'm more just, right. I, that was just the I'm one just, experience. Uh, that yeah, no, no. That's, so maybe there's more of that than I realized. Uh, just typically, just because I work the door at the mill room, mm-hmm. and I never see those people come to the open mics. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I yeah. So I, those are all like a different crowd of people. I almost never see them when I perform. Mm. So, but yeah, we did, we did the show. Michelle was great. And she, yeah, she, I, I, I figured she would be. She's a great person. Yeah. Super welcoming. And then, um, we, in, we did an interview with her afterwards and she was just awesome. She like totally open hearted and giggly and fun in front of the camera. And yeah, we, we got a little I've bit. I've never seen her like that. So I look forward to seeing. I was like, we did a little dance. Yeah. She, she was very reserved, but the, yeah, but like I could feel that the energy was down in the video. And so like I got them to dance a little bit. Kelly came up and, uh. It was very loose. We got like a little bit of the history of comedy in Nashville. Went back like twelve years. Yeah, she would know that way more than I did. And that was very cool to hear how it's grown and then how big the what was the festival called? Laugh Nashville. That's it. Yeah. So to hear how that has grown and also like how the clubs have you know gotten bigger in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And it was also cool to kind of drive by the Orange Peel on accident. <laughs> what, oh, what, see. What's yeah. their what's their their slogan? It's like a, oh. a, a pleasure den or something. Well, it like used a, to be like I think it used to be a gentleman's club, you know. Like, oh, it's right, like that it, was makes a, sense. it was something in social club. Um, yeah, yeah. Who so knows? It was probably a clan collective <laughs> at one point. You know, what I mean, like this is the south. <laughs> who knows what was there? Yeah. Uh, I was just shocked in, in reading it. I was like, that's got to be a strip club, and it's called the Orange Peel, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> could have been. I'm gonna, pretty I'm big gonna... for a strip club though. Yeah. I mean. Because there is a strip club in Asheville, at least one. I don't know, I don't go to them, but I drive past it. It's mm-hmm. called the Trophy Club, and it is just exactly what you expect. I mean, it's a piece of crap on, like, a road that gets flooded by the river every hundred years. And, you huh. know, and, like, it's just awful. Like, it's, it's, it's as awful as you would imagine a strip club in this area to probably be. That's what that place looks like. And that's just from the outside. I haven't been inside. I can't imagine it gets better. Once you get inside, yeah, yeah, right. You know, just like I don't know, but yeah, they need to bring the trophy up to the top of the podium. Yeah, it's the second, third place trophy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's not. That's not. That's, I can't take originality a, for that. I heard Stephen Wright say that. He's like, a friend of mine has a trophy wife, but I'm pretty sure she was in first place. <laughs> <laughs> so great. So great. Um, and then well, we ran into a bunch of Santas yesterday. Oh, yeah, that happened. So we were walking. We were trying to get some shots. Establishing shots. Establishing shots for the show. Like, it's important to see Kelly in the city. You know what I mean? And also, we get in the city when we go and shoot that stuff. We ran into these two people. Like, the one girl was dressed like an elf. The other guy was dressed like a black and white Christmas movie. He was, like, all in silver and everything. Like, what's going on? They're like, 70 Santas are going to show up in 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, well, let's hang out and wait for that. Did you get your picture taken with 70 Santas? We got it. video? It was out of control really and they're like because they're all hammed up yeah and yeah. just like having a great old time yeah you know so 
we set the camera up and then set you've been to the park there where there's like the three big steps kind of by the yacht club it's like that little square park that's downtown there's so many little parks which um by the yacht club yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you know uh, what i'm talking that's, about that's yeah pritchard park yeah. that's it yeah so, so there's those three steps there in the back. and it was just filled with them because they're getting a group photo taylor has a camera set up i'm standing in front of it just going like Asheville, north carolina right and then i i go to walk towards him and i turn and look and there's like five women in the front who are calling at me like come here come here i was like what so then i just i run towards i go towards them and then i turn around and they're all cheering behind me and i'm like Asheville, and they run and grab me and like they like mob him. Mob me. Right. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. And I'm trying to That's find awesome. focus, and so I only have the shot from like as they're on him, and he's That's like, "That's all right. Ah. That can be out of focus. I don't think that matters." Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, it was... you know, for the nature of this project, you guys are doing. I think all the kind of, and this is you guys. We ate, so this is all you. Um, Keep going. Yeah. Uh, before I have to reheat him again. Um, Pancakes. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, just saying that into the thing so you get some cred. Oh, yeah, if anybody so doesn't I, think that Jason has like any pancake skills, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want out there. <laughs> this is my backup plan. Comedian and pancake yeah. maker. That's right. Uh, I, don't, I really don't want every rogue comedian coming through Asheville expecting pancakes. <laughs> J Hop. <laughs> J Hop. <laughs> uh, just tell him we sent you, man. Tell him you're making a YouTube special. He'll do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the Santas happened, and th- and that was, that was so rad. And then, uh, just to skip back to the show, at the end of the show, I just I didn't I I had a joke and then I forgot it. So I asked Dale like to look at my book, like just kind of as a fun thing. Right. And he just said like a premise that I had written down, and it was pretty terrible. Right. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna. That's just a premise. And everybody laughed, and I was like, okay, great. And then I remembered a joke that I had. It's it's quite dirty, so it's fine if I say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I just asked the audience, like, anybody here eat ass? And that always gets a reaction, like, you know, like, people get a little ashamed and a bit, and then they laugh. And but... They get ashamed. They're like, well, sometimes. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell everyone in this room, but yeah, yeah, I've eaten ass. I guess. But, and, but there's usually somebody who's really proud of it. Right. And there was. There was one guy was like, you know? Yeah. Me. And, was, and then a girl laughed one of the girls laughed yeah it was the girl in the back right corner yeah and I was laughed. like oh yeah and me, she's like he's pointing at himself I was like yeah I'd point at myself too I love eating ass I eat all the ass I could I eat my own ass if I could do it you know I'd hang out with my, my dog and my cat in the morning we'd just like all spend quality time together so and then they all start laughing everybody starts laughing at that and then uh, some people get disgusted which is a great mix of right sure yeah I mean it, I wouldn't believe it if some people weren't disgusted. Yeah. Like that, you know. Yeah. You're like, everybody? Yeah, what? everybody was into it? No, <laughs> no, no, this didn't happen. Uh, and then what I do is I turn to the audience and I'm just like, uh, somebody in the audience, I go, oh, do you do you wipe your ass after you take a shit? And usually what the person says like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's what this person did say. And that normally what I say is like, oh, do you do it until it's clean or are you like me and you just do it till you feel defeated? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but this girl, but, but when I asked, what happened was the person was like, uh, I, was, I asked the girl, I was like, hey, did you t- wipe your ass or did you take a shit? And she's like, yeah, until, and how did she say? She's like, no, until she, it's she, whistling. Yeah, she, yeah, she was like, I don't need to wipe. I pinch it off. It's clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, it's pinching clean. 
And so, of course, we ended up talking to them after the show. <laughs> was that the three sisters? That was the three sisters. Okay, it's all coming together. Three this, sisters. This Without two of the three sisters. Yeah, two of the three. Two. And this particular one of the sisters might work at that trophy club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good shot. She might possibly work at that trophy club. Um, because so, I got off stage, I sat down, and she's just, she comes over. She's like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. I want to get to know you better. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I watched <laughs> right on my lap. Yeah, she like came straight for the lap move. She <laughs> doesn't realize she's not at work right now she's like this is my only move yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it's the pole or the lap those are the two those things i know how to do i don't see a pole anywhere mind if i sit out yeah, yeah. so and then this kid grabs the mic uh uh-huh. this random kid right or no the host was grayson uh-huh. She's great. She, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so wonderful. Yeah. And she uh, opened for Louis C.K. when he was here. Yeah, so that's like her. She, like how could that not catapult be? to you know dreamland for her? Yeah, but she did great. I mean, she rocked the house. She was really funny. Mm-hmm. So that must give you so much confidence after doing something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I also think like where do you go from there? You know, I was thinking about that with you talking about I uh, you know opening for David Tell. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have, as comedians, we have these moments where everything comes together and we get to do something awesome. Yeah. And then it's back to the grind. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's, you, you think for a second, you're like, oh, I made it. I opened for Louis C.K. or opened for David Tell or, I, you know, I had this experience or I got to meet this guy. And then it's, like, as soon as that's gone. Nobody gives a fuck. No, nobody. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, it's not relevant anymore. You know, yeah. you put on your resume and maybe someone will say, oh, well, okay, maybe you're not so bad I'll give you a guest spot or whatever mm-hmm. but usually what I find is that it comes across as being like uh, pretentious to other comedians right then they got, you've got that too you know um, and the evidence that I have to back that up is in San Francisco they have a message board on their Facebook feed or a Facebook group um, I went there I was trying to book shows right so I put up I was like hey I'm in San Francisco I've been on the road I was just in Sacramento I opened for a tell here's my tape they took it down Another person posts, another comedian posts her tape. Hey, I'm just like, I'm in town. I'm trying to book some shows. Here's my, here's my tape. Never took it down. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because they felt like I was so bragging. You were try- so you were just trying to legitimize yourself, right? I, I was trying to, yeah, get into the scene. Be like, I've done this thing. Right. That does carry some weight. You know? Right. And hopefully we'll get, we'll allow you to say like, oh, this is something. We should book him on a show. But instead, it was like, oh, this asshole here is just trying to brag. You know, I had a similar experience. Um, I don't really know what ha- what happened, if anything, but I posted on the Denver comedy scene or whatever, and I said, hey, I'm coming to Denver. I'd love to perform. It was a pretty, I feel like it was a pretty humble post. Mm-hmm. And then I included a clip in case anybody wanted to see it. And I think that seemed more like I was trying to sell myself than trying to humbly get on sure. something. Because nobody responded. Nobody liked it. Nobody nothing did, you mm-hmm. know? And now maybe they just don't do that there. Now when I got when I reached out to people individually, everyone was super cool. I got on every show in Denver, you know, like everyone was great there. Yep, I found the same thing. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, I think it's delicate as a comic being perceived by other comics. I don't I don't know so what how it you is. come across, especially on the internet, because there's no tone, there's no nothing, right. you know. Yeah. So it it can it comes across as however they want to interpret something that you could emotionally blankly. Yeah, up, right. It know? might mean nothing in yeah. particular to you, and, and they're just, yeah, they're sensitive about it. So. Uh, absolutely. But that, that's veering off the subject of how the night went. We should, we'll get back to that.
get to. Yeah, no, let's get back. I want to get back on track. Yeah, so Grace, so Grayson opened, and uh, oh right. So no, she, I've never, by the way, I've never had a conversation in my life that was linear. So just okay. no, we'll come. We will. We will cover it all. You know? Sweet, sweet. Uh, I have too many that are not linear, and then they don't. They don't come back. Yeah, they, they don't, don't come back. Any, no, any. no, we got it. Okay, cool. I got it under control. And if I don't, fuck it. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so Grayson, uh, she she pops up on stage afterwards and says, like, you know, thanks for coming. Yeah. And then she's putting her coat on, and then she jumps back on stage because this kid asked her if he can go up and do a couple minutes. Okay. So she's like, if you guys want to stick around, there's the person here who wants to get up on stage, and so this guy gets up, has no jokes. Is he funny at all, or is no? Just... He's just talking. He's like, yeah. I don't have any jokes. Just a kid. And yeah. I just want to talk to you guys. And it's like, dude, just get a beer and wander. Like, you want to talk to you guys? No, like it's everybody in the room, you know. Oh. That had been sitting there watching comedy. So, no, everybody's just like, well, what are you doing? Just come down and chat with us. Yeah, let's then. have a normal conversation, <laughs> not a one-way. <laughs> so, uh. then the girl that was sitting on my lap was like, oh, I want to say something. So oh, she. No. Yeah. This is like the this is like the drunk wedding toast when people just everyone suddenly that's exactly what yeah. it was. All right, so go ahead. <laughs> she runs up and she starts telling the story, but I think she was on a lot of cocaine, so she was just like rambling and just like blah blah blah. But she thought it was hilarious. Right. And nobody else did. And then, so she didn't know she was bombing. She was no. too whack to know that this wasn't working. Yeah. And then she comes down, and then her sister's there, and they were talking about like how well she had done. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And then her sister's just giving her like some feedback. No wonder she thought you killed it. Like, you know, <laughs> this is her barometer for succeeding on stage. You're the most amazing thing she's seen in her entire life. You know? Good job, bud. Good job up there, bud. Ah, that's true. <laughs> that's so true. Um. So yeah, her sister was like, you just need to make it a little bit more succinct, but like the, the, the get into the details. <laughs> so they're totally breaking it down. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then she's awesome. like, did you think, like, what did you think? I was like, I think you probably need to get up there about a thousand times. Yeah. And tell that exact same, same story. story. Yeah. 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 And then you can get a fair reading on what needs to be changed. <laughs> <laughs> and do it in a thousand different towns and just never again in this one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and then, yeah, then we did the interview with Michelle, and she was really wonderful, and then we said goodbye, and uh, she's like, don't, what did she say, don't don't fuck any weird women, don't, what was it? She probably was, like, (laughs) pretty aware of the... Well, here's what happened, Kelly divulged that I went on a Tinder date the night before in Nashville, which was very casual, very, nothing happened, you know, just a couple drinks, she showed me around, it was great, we went actually to the Yacht Club. Uh, which is like a Fiji tiki bar on acid. I don't know if you've ever been there. I haven't been in there. I've walked yeah, by it's, it a bunch it's of the times. closest thing to a hipster bar I think you can find without going to West West Asheville. Oh really? You know okay. I, mean? I yeah. didn't know. It was, it was actually a pretty bar. cool. Yeah. So uh, she says to Kelly so Kelly Duvall has done information to her. As we're leaving, she goes, Drive safe Kelly. Dale, don't go on any dates with any weird women <laughs> as we're going out the door. And I'm like, I really thought these roles were going to be reversed on tour. I thought yeah. that Kelly would be getting that advice. <laughs> when he went on the date, he's just like Oh man, I didn't think I'd be the one going on the date. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh okay, well, oh, no. and he's like, are, are you mad? I was like, no, dude, go <laughs> have fun. That's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, those those were the parting words. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then um, we went to Twin Leaves. Twin, uh, well, yeah, no Twin Leaf Brewery. Twin Leaf Brewery. And you guys I, are giving me a tour of Asheville right now. Oh, okay. yeah, I've lived yeah. here for twelve years. I never leave my house. 
Like, why would you look how I, great this? Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah but there's other things going on apparently. So <laughs> I just drive to where I perform and I come home and I go to you know where my warehouse is and I come home and you know. Are you making furniture in the warehouse? No, no, no. That's where I sell my yoga product. I invented this yoga product called the Three Minute Egg. It's an ergonomic yoga block. That's my life. So yeah, Dude, you've you you. I've had the numerous mark. lives. Yeah, you've hit the perfect thing. That must be the perfect thing. You think I don't have the millions of dollars it takes to market something like that? Uh, you know, yeah. so they're all over the world. People use them literally everywhere. But somehow I'm just broke. You know, <laughs> like do you have a patent cool. for it? Uh, I have patents. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, trademarks. I have everything. I just submit a new product that's also patented. You know, so just like, get somebody to buy you, purchase you. Yeah, I, that would be great. You right. know, but it's it's. It's harder than it sounds. Do you talk to the people at Lululemon or what? Like I've who? talked to all of them. You know? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really talked about buying me out. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is I'm ready to cut it loose so I can pursue comedy and. Yeah, yeah, cool. You know. So, what does the thing do? Uh, well, you use it. In, I mean, do you practice yoga at all? Yeah. Okay, so you use it in place of a yoga block, so either as support to bridge the gap between you and the floor, mm. or the best way to use it. Maybe I'll give you guys some for your ride. Um, is to lay over because you know we all hunch over all the time yeah. and so you just lay in these things they're super comfortable and, wow. and uh, you know it's heart opening but it's really good for your back I mean like it opens your heart yeah, or whatever I, don't, I can talk like that <laughs> you know? I'm the yoga teacher who talks like this yeah. <laughs> so I, I would take that class yeah so I just yeah I can't stand once in a while I'll find myself like legitimately in the moment telling people to set an intention like it's you know it, but it has to actually be how i feel otherwise i won't do it you know and i'll usually say i can't believe i'm about to say this but just for today you know set an intention to do this i'm like who am i right now you know so uh, but they i like i don't do that stuff unless it's how i feel you know mm-hmm. i try not to cuss when i'm teaching yoga i feel like that's not the most appropriate Thank yeah. you for that. I've, I've got a stage for if I want to talk yeah. that way. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm totally casual. Get your and, fucking first warrior. Right? <laughs> All right? Quit bitching. <laughs> do downward. <laughs> How's that ass so, feel? Let yeah. that ass tight. Get it tight. There it is. Nice. Yeah, so. Well, good for you, man. How did yeah. you just, you were just like doing yoga I, and then. No, I didn't invent it for yoga. I have back pain, so I invented it for my back. Yeah? Yeah, so. No doubt. It was all about just how do I help my back without going to doctors all week long, you know? And this wow. did it. Yeah. That's my dream. So, I want to I want to invent something. No, you don't. Uh, you want to invent something? <laughs> just stop right there. <laughs> no. Seriously, what? Really? The, the 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 dream of how amazing it is to be an inventor is probably it's completely false, but right? Well, it's not completely false. It's pretty cool to have invented something that's used all over the world. Yeah, but... The they... reality of trudging through the day-to-day to make it something that actually gets utilized, that, there's no dream there. That's a nightmare, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's think... just so hard. Do you it's... think Alexander Graham Bell was like, this fucking telephone? <laughs> Dude, just like, I'm trying to... I think inventors back then, they weren't trying to make money and support their family. They were like, he was an inventor. I'm not an inventor. I'm just a guy who invented something. Right. Like, that's a different thing. I got you. Guys like him were like, you know, they're trying to invent something that really matters. You know, the telephone. Like, that's, that's going to change a few more lives than my egg. And so, I think... Well, that, that's up for debate. Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I shouldn't undersell myself. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you sell your product. It's yeah. like yeah. the wheel, the phone, <laughs> the internet, the yoga egg. We'll be the, let's try it. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's a good point. Sort of like on the eighth day, God created the yoga egg. Right? So, Kelly, what do you think? The phone or the egg? What's 
What's the, what, what's the bigger deal? I don't know. Send me a text. Uh, let me know Over the think. phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my life when I'm not doing this stuff. But this is like, I can just tell. I knew, I had a moment when I was uh, in my warehouse on Friday. I, was, I talked to you. We were setting up the interview. And then I got phone with you. And I had to call the Southern and book that. Mm-hmm. And I was so pumped, you know. Like, I had an hour to work with my the woman who runs my company with me and really for me. And I had said, you know, oh, we'll have an hour to work together. And I spent most of that hour talking to you and talking to the <laughs> venue. And I was like, this is what gets me excited. I'm so pumped right now. Like, what I care about is making sure we have a good shot. Like, making sure these guys have good sound. You know, making sure that I get to do this interview, which is really cool. Like, I was totally pumped about that. And, you know, the 12 days of Christmas sale, that I, the idea that I liked in the morning, I was like, well, if you don't think it's that great, just forget it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I just, so you, I just, you know, you know, when you reach a point where, where, like, I, the product, I haven't lost my love for the product. I just, I've lost my gumption for doing what it takes every day to mm-hmm. make it succeed and you, somebody, and you can't fake that passion anymore. no you like can't. you like you like to yourself anyway you can put on a thing and be like yeah that's great but like yeah. it's just yeah no i mean the egg is amazing and as far as yoga goes and just physical health like it is a great invention i'm not going to say it's the phone but mm. it's a great invention and it really the egg gets love letters from people like this has changed my practice i've come back to the mat like people say things that are unbelievable That's about this little piece of foam so people do a very emotional relationship with it it's yeah. very cool that is cool so i do you know get a lot of satisfaction from that but at this point it's just not how i want to be spending my time mm-hmm. so like you said the comedy you just start to do it and it's just like oh, man, it's so amazing That's there's nothing like it yeah it's, so and i'm just ready to meet this kind of people you know and also like it kind of dovetails with what we were talking about in terms of like what i'm like when i teach a yoga class mm-hmm I realized, and I had this realization also like in the last 48 hours, I don't want to have to talk a certain way. And as a comedian, I can talk however I want. I will find my audience and they will find me. But as a yoga teacher, you know, if you talk however you want, you're going to find a pretty small audience, you know, and, and, and it's not going to be enough to sustain you as a yoga teacher. And, and as a yoga product, you know, if you say the wrong thing, people, really can lambast you pretty hard you know mm-hmm. and 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 the yoga world's very judgmental and... yeah which is which like boggles my mind like i go to a, I go to a yoga studio in brooklyn and before i go the first couple of classes i would bring a water bottle but then i forgot it one day so i had to go buy water and then i had to pick which water i had right. to buy because i didn't want to be the guy that walked in with like a poland springs water bottle because it wasn't classy enough oh god for the you know what i mean I bought it anyway because it's like, well, that's that's what I have to buy. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's crazy. I yeah. once, I once was, I mean, I, at this point in my life, I don't drink or do drugs really anything. Um, I don't really, I've done it all. It's fine. It was part of my youth, and and it's just not something I need to do anymore. And I remember going on a date once with a yoga teacher, and I ordered ice water. And she's like, you're going to drink ice water? That's so bad for you. I was like, you're stoned right now. You know, like, how, how are you judging me for drinking ice water? You know? So, in the way. Yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, that's, uh, that's what that world, that's a piece of that world. It's yes. not what that world is, yes. but it's a piece of that world. And it's more in the West. Like, I went to India, you know, I studied yoga in the Iyengar Center, which is like, the, you know, it's like the Rocky Balboa boxing gym of yoga. Wow. Like, that's pure Mr. Iyengar spent his entire life 
dedicating himself to perfecting the art of practicing and teaching yoga. And even he died at 95, he was still practicing, still doing headstand. It was supported. He's still doing 15 minutes of headstand every day at 95 years old. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. That's the reason they lived to be 95 years old. So I went there and they're really pure teachers there. They're, you know, it's not an easy environment, but... uh, What do you mean? Like, why? Because they're so disciplined about it? They're so... They're very disciplined and they're very... Uh, committed to Mr. Ayengar and his teachings, and that is the only way to practice yoga. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, you know, ninety-nine percent of the time when I leave an Ayengar yoga class, I feel better than when I went in, mm-hmm. and I feel better all week. You know, a lot of other yoga classes for me, I've got a damaged body. I go in, I don't necessarily leave feeling better. I might feel emotionally better. I might feel like I had a good workout, but physically, my body is like, man, I, you know did something in that class mm. that's not that wasn't a great idea yeah, yeah and and that's just finding the right practice for you yeah so i'm you know i'm 47 doing a hardcore vinyasa yoga practice is not in my best interest you know <laughs> uh, that's a part of how i came to invent the eggs is because when i was in la i appreciate you guys interviewing me on my own podcast yeah, that's yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> strong work kelly strong work you flipped it you flipped it yeah, just stop man just answer <laughs> tell stories so I was, but I lived in LA and I was doing yoga at the YMCA in Hollywood. And that's where all the out of work actresses go, you know, and everybody's so smoking hot in these classes. And I'm like 30, 31. And I had hurt my back in a mountain biking accident. And I'm, I get like hit by a car and then I get rear ended in my car. And then I fell off my mountain bike. And those two things happened really close together. And I was a wreck. Yeah. So trying to piece myself back together. I started going back to yoga classes and I was taking, I didn't know the difference between different kinds of yoga. I went to the YMCA because I had a membership. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the classes was gorgeous. I tried to keep up with them as if that was going to impress them in some way. And I would just hurt myself in these classes. So then I started doing yoga at home and that, I, with videos and I discovered the yoga blocks. Like that's how this whole lineage led to me. Oh, they didn't have the blocks to... They didn't use blocks. Right. That's... Because, I mean, they could have, but they didn't. And half the people in the room didn't need it. And the teacher might say, might say, if you need blocks, you know, they're in this locked cabinet over here and I'll ask someone to get a key you know it's like we'll call maintenance if you need a block like that's how <laughs> that's how accessible they were yeah, yeah so I started using blocks in those classes but I felt really self-conscious because I was the only person using them mm-hmm. and I'm like well now I'm never gonna get these hot yoga actresses you know I might as well just stay home and do yoga when no one can see me <laughs> so anyway all that stuff evolved to me creating my own my own yoga mm. back hair product but nice. so I want to know what happened last night after Okay, after the, uh, after the you after the lap dance. <laughs> okay, so. well, yeah. So they came. Oh, so they left. We went to a brewery. Then we met up with them at the Night Bell. Oh yeah, that place is cool. Yes, yeah, very. That place cool. is very cool. Very. You as a furniture yeah, very man. Very upscale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place is very cool. I went. I went on a date there once. Mm-hmm. It was great. Good date spot. Yeah, it's a great date spot. We just had dessert there. It was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we we had a drink there and we just chit chatted. We chatted outside with the one girl for a while, and. uh she like man, they just had like a bunch of deaths in their family, and they're just going through all this pain and struggle. And typical yeah. stripper story. She's just yeah. doing it to raise money for her education <laughs> and her kids. Now that you say it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it probably like she's just so used to telling that story. She's like, oh, that's right. I'm not at work. I can be honest. <laughs> anyway. Hanging out. She used to be a former. She was a model, but uh, she went to New York and uh, pursued modeling. But she was like too country. To mm. be able to like fit into that didn't world. Didn't have the teeth for it. Yeah, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> or just didn't have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she basically was just like, I, 
You know, rather than going to catch. I'm not going somewhere where somebody judges me. Look right. that. I'll be in the park with no shoes on. You know, do it. And they're like, can uh, you act like a, a lady? <laughs> can you be a Southern Belle type lady? Yeah. yeah, she's like, well, maybe if I want to. You know, like, type like. She was, she was lying. Not having it. I, I made out with her just to. Just added as just a gesture. Added, <laughs> no. It was dumb of me. Um, but so after that place, we, we start went, walking. Yeah, we start walking. We yeah. go into this other place. It's too crowded. They didn't like it or whatever. So then we walk out and we go to this dance place. We went to Asheville Music Hall. Asheville which, Music Hall. Which like is basically con- like converted itself for the evening into a dance club. We're talking full on Jersey techno beats happening. Fog. Every, every person that was under 35 from SantaCon had flooded into there. A massive dance floor, just holiday. SantaCon, is that what they were calling it? Yeah. yeah. That it, is awesome. Yeah. It, it, it was all, everybody was dressed up as an elf, a reindeer, Santa, Santa. Mrs. Claus. Dick like, and the Box and Man. Were, Dick <laughs> and the Box Man. <laughs> yeah. And they were the only guys dressed like normal? Not the only, there was some people who didn't yeah. dress up, but there was tons. But I would say eight to two. Yeah. Like eight people dressed like Santa, two dressed like us. Yeah. Yeah. So we go in. We, uh, Dale's like, I no. I'm like, no. Uh-huh. I'm like, no. This nope. is not. This is not where I go to consume alcohol. <laughs> this is not where I go to talk to people. This is not. I was like, I'm going down the street to the yacht club, and Kelly just keeps looking at me with this look on his face, like okay. he just keeps nodding. He doesn't even say anything to me. So, so we stay. Yeah. We, and I'm like, one in Rome. So he stays with the two girls. I go to the dance floor and dance my ass off because I'm just like, all right, if this is happening, it's really gonna happen. Right. I'm going 100. percent yeah, and, and then they end up going downstairs to the basement dance club. Yeah, which did, you like, even, did you even know that existed? Did you just suddenly look around and like, where are my friends? Kind of. He, he, I was like, where are they? And then uh, I think you might have told me you guys were going downstairs. Well, but it was like Grandpa's dance club down there. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It was all, and then uh, yeah, what had happened? That was just, the bad Santa's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> they were all dancing really slow, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to grind with a pole. All like, the Santas oh, came to die. Yeah, that's right. That was the Santa graveyard. That's where the Christmas trees <laughs> went to die. <laughs> and then uh, we're just like hanging out, whatever. And then yeah, I, I made out with the one girl just like very briefly, and her just to say you did it. Well. You know, you're in the moment, you're talk, like this close to one another, you're yelling because it's the club and whatever, and you're right. like, oh, we're making out. And then uh, we start walking uh, towards the door because her sister went outside, and she's just like, oh, I didn't think that you were going to kiss me. And I was like, well, you know, I just felt it in, in the moment and whatever. And she's like, oh, I really thought you were going to kiss my sister. And I was like, oh, well, because her sister, was, I thought, was, was that, you're like, is that also an option? <laughs> well, I did. I was like, well, I was thinking maybe we could get all of us involved. Yeah, and that's kind of why I went upstairs. I was like, I'm not really feeling this. Clearly, Kelly is. I'm going to see if he can get some kind of like hillbilly three-way going here. And I'm going to go upstairs <laughs> and get my groove on. <laughs> and uh, so, he didn't. He well, yeah, because, because she, she was just like, well, I can just you know keep the information. Like, I don't have to say anything about us kissing or anything like that. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And then we went outside. Then we were back inside. And her sister's like dancing with me. And like we're talking, stuff like that. But, you know, then there's always... there's constantly this thing of her other sister knowing this information now that I you know right. I, I just felt like guilty like I was hiding something and I should have just you don't know these women well enough to lie to them right exactly <laughs> exactly I really have to get to know you before I can really yeah. hide the truth from you <laughs> comfortable you know but uh, but then I should have just said to her I, like, I should have I was thinking of this in the shower I should have just been honest and been like I kissed your sister and you know because she's beautiful Right? Don't you agree that your sister's a beautiful person? Right? So then, and I, I'm very attracted to you too, so I would like to kiss you, or maybe we'll see where this 
goes. But I didn't. And yeah. then it was just like, she was a little off. I'm a little s- scared that you were thinking about this in my shower, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really need to know that. <laughs> he was quick, folks. Uh, yeah. He was quick. I was like, they sure are taking a long time to come up for breakfast. <laughs> no, no I, I, I didn't make any pancake batter. I'm just, oh, good. Yeah, in, thank you. In your shower. Oh my lord! Try to I try and professional say, cleaning service in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the night all went to shit when the third sister third, third sister, sister shows up, and she was not third she was sister. not feeling the vibe at all. She, she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, ladies. Yeah. She's like, fuck these out. two guys. Yeah. Like instantly, they didn't even like say hello to us. Wouldn't even look at us. Really? They, they tried to. The two sisters were like, "Hey, this is Kelly," you know, and yeah. she's just like, yeah. "Are we going upstairs?" And that was it. And had she been a part of the evening the whole time? No. Zero. So she, she just, just turned up out of nowhere. She just yeah. turned up out of nowhere. They texted her. You think? Yeah. Oh, they did. They were talking. Yeah. Get us out of here. What? Yeah. Fuck. I feel like this long-haired hippie Rusty. Why wouldn't they just leave? It's just not how they it's do the it. the South, man. What the fuck do you mean that's just not how they that's do not it? How, they didn't know you long enough to lie to you. not how women do it. <laughs> 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 they didn't know you long enough to tell you the truth. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was orchestrated. Really? That's my guess. That could be that could be true. But they were trying to get her to come wherever they were all night, and then you know, she finally yeah. decided. My ego does not want to say that this is even possible. She was circling like a helicopter, waiting to come in to uh, bail them out. They have. You know, you know what women have exit have, plans for? Have, everything. Everything. But a relationship. But a relationship. Oh, but a relationship? Yeah. They have an exit plan for every date, everything, every type of thing. Yeah. They go, as soon as they're in a relationship, suddenly they have no exit strategy <laughs> to, get the, to get out. Yeah. It's so it's so peculiar to me. My wife, my ex-wife, lived with me for 14 months after our divorce. And maybe she, it's not because she didn't have an exit strategy. She just wanted to make my life living hell. But <laughs> That was her strategy. Yeah, was her. <laughs> How could you say she didn't have an exit strategy? She's maybe like, you're I'm going to draw on his misery as long as I can. I'm not saying it's a good strategy, but it's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Now I'm looking at it. That's you're right. learning a lot today. Mm-hmm. So, Because it's not like here where you know it's just easy to move out. <laughs> New York's different. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta find a place. Yeah, yeah. find a place. Yeah, there's plenty of places to live down here. Yeah, it's a bit different. So, so that's what happened. Then suddenly it was just like, poof, you know, all everything, all of the energy and all everything that I set forth for the night was gone. Right. They they had actually gone upstairs, and then when the sister came, they were still dancing upstairs, and then we went upstairs after, and we were dan- we were dancing a little See, bit. My energy, separate. my energy kept going because yeah. I went back upstairs, went back to the dancing. Right. And the uh, the cutest. Christmas sprite of the evening, the one that was like so beautiful, beating off the boys with her large candy cane all night. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up starting to feel, you know, like the Dale a little bit, but it was time to go, ah. unfortunately. So we left. So if you're listening, girl with the long, just put white it on like, hair, miss, miss, miss connections, <laughs> Asheville. She literally said to me, "We're never going to see each other again." I was like, "Where's the fucking cameras?" It's like, right. what is this? Just the camera starts circling around. Yeah, yeah. But it was mostly just you standing in the corner like this. <laughs> Time to go. He was the big sister in this. He was. <laughs> See, he's the big spoon. He's the big sister. Yeah, uh, that's right. Um, yeah, and then that was the night we we uh, drove drove out here and and fell asleep. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, that's it was a good story though, dude. Do you have stories like this from every city, or is this your first? Uh... Uh, well, this is really our first city that we're hanging out in. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, every other city's been one like, one day on, one travel day. We've been doing one offs, but this DC like, feels like it was like four months ago, and yeah. we've been on the road for what four days. This will now be the beginning of our fifth day. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. you do this kind of stuff, like your your time is so full. Yeah, yeah it is. It really, it really is. You're, you're packing a lot of life into a very few days. You know, and yeah. not just that work too. You know, like yeah. I mean, we're having a blast out there shooting B roll, like cutting oh, yeah. cutting down stuff in the back of the van in the production studio. But your brain is constantly going. Like we're constantly, he's constantly on. Right. Because like if he meets somebody, he can't be like "fuck you." Here's Dave, made me do a card. Like you got to engage people. Like yeah. you know what I mean? There's no way in New York. It's very easy to be alone in your little world that you created your apartment. But here we're on. We're on the road, man. Yeah. And even when we're driving, we're doing shit. He's writing jokes. I'm editing in the back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're never kind of turned off. Or, or yeah. I mean, we had a seven hour day driving to Charlotte from DC. From DC. From yeah, DC. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a solid drive. It's not awful though. Like seven yeah. hours is like you're not wasted at the end of it. Like if you drive from here to New York, it's eleven hours. Mm. You're toast. You are toast. You know, but seven hours, yeah. you're like, all right, I've kind of been in the car all day. I need to stretch a little bit, but uh-huh. I can, you know, I can, I can rally. Yeah. But after eleven hours, nobody rallies. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So that's a, that's the drive from Vancouver to Edmonton, and the great thing is that from Vancouver to Edmonton, you go through one city. Oh wow. wow. That's how That's crazy. big yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and spread out it is. From here, you drive to New York 11 hours. It's like you go through city, 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 yeah, yeah. city, city. You wish you only went through one city. Mm. So I always find that to be fascinating. But yeah, so that was just what happened. We drove. We were in D.C. for the night. So that was super quick. Yeah. Uh, we just ran into a, a, an old friend of mine. And we hung out there. Went to the hotel in the morning. Boom. Up. And then driving. And then yeah. we drove Charlotte weird red suite in place that was yeah tv bolted to the counter kind Dude, of hotel room so dingy yeah. like the type of place where like should i sleep on this bed or the floor yeah right yeah, yeah. which one which is it? worse and don't get me wrong <laughs> you know I, I, I'm, I'm don't gra- get me wrong the floor is pretty nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i was grateful for the door that locked behind us yeah. but after that happened from then on it was a little tough five in the morning this guy was muscle car that's going off to like work whatever labor job and all the more power to him but just like right outside our window yeah right outside the window just he wanted to start it up warm it up or whatever for a good 20 25 minutes so then he drives away and then a housekeeping wakes up at like eight or whatever and they're up and down trying to get these guys to start doing construction on the awning out front right so they're just like with the nail gun for the next like two or three hours, and then housekeeping's going up and down, talking, and it seems like right in front of our uh, particular that suite. Was the meeting that was the meeting. That was the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't quiet. They weren't yeah. like, oh hey, look, look this room, this room here. It was just like, hey, all right, did you do two fifty nine? Okay, okay, good. Two fifty two, clean, clean. Uh-huh. And just like so loud. Like oh they used to work at NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> they used to change the tires. Yeah, they exactly. used to yelling. Exactly. So that was a bit of a like, well, okay, so here we go. Back on the road. We got hit the awesome breakfast spot. Six dollar breakfast. Oh my god, loved it so much. So good. So good. Good Biscuits, southern breakfast. Yeah. Gravy. That was the home Your of the pancakes five hour. were better. But well, I doubt it, but yeah. the, it's okay. I'm just glad you ate them. Oh no. Favor. And then, yeah, then it was on the road from there to... to uh, The Mountaineer Inn. Yeah, the Mountaineer Inn. And that worked out? Love the Mountaineer Inn. That place is great. Love the Mountaineer Inn. If you want to stay in Asheville, look, I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. Okay? This is not a plug to product placement or anything like that, but it is $70 a night. 
which is great. Yeah. Two people, you're paying 35 bucks each. Uh-huh. Rooms are huge. Beds are comfy. N- nothing's bolted down anything. They trust you to, to leave with only what you brought in. Yeah. 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 The phone is actually still in like in the wall. I love the story about the phone that wasn't connected to anything. It yeah. was just a phone. <laughs> this is just here if you need to hit someone with it. <laughs> We need to start swinging. And it was one of those old phones, too, that, like, yeah, yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This new technology. You can't no, hit nobody. You, you hit someone with your iPhone. Like, I'd hit you with this, but it's, you know, it's not under warranty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to shatter. Yeah. I don't know. I can't afford another broken screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that place was so great. And then, um, then here. So I want to understand this whole trip that you're doing. I mean, sure. You know, uh, are you. Dale, are you working for him, or are you guys doing this as partners, or what's your what's I, your? Well, so Kelly had done the the Dave made me do it last year, okay. Because every winter, you know, he lives out of the Westphalia, right. um, and he goes west because it's just warmer. Sure. Area. And uh, I'm moving the home base to Phoenix to be closer to my family. You know, I feel like I've proven myself as a video producer, editor, shooter, director, whatever it is in New York City, right. and I'm going to go. You know. Have a place like this, right? Where you can afford this for space. sale, man. If you want this place, you uh, have to well, go as far as Phoenix. you know. What I was, I was telling Kelly last night, I was like, I want to retire in Asheville. Like, yeah, this, it's, such it's, a, not bad. it's such a rad. By the city. time that happens, I don't know what Asheville's gonna be like anymore. But well, it'll be as unaffordable as New York, probably. But because everyone's moving here from New York, so yeah. you're gonna just be around a bunch of New Yorkers. Well, that's what they told us. It. They said that uh, what they say West Asheville, like a bunch of Brooklynites took up their roots from Brooklyn and opened restaurants there, and there's a lot of people from Brooklyn in West Asheville. Now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Little little ghetto. Yeah. Mm. And little you, New York ghetto. Do you think, like, even out in these parts, New Yorkers coming in? I mean, it's just a lot of people have... I mean, I'm one of them, you know? I mean, right. I'm, sure. I'm from... I moved here from L.A., but I'm originally from New York. I lived there the first nine years of my life, you know? And what are you going to... What about this place? You're going to sell it and move where? Ah, I talk about selling it all the time. No, I, I mean, my daughter's here. I'm going to stay here at least until she finishes high school, you know? Yeah. She was, I mean... So you just downsize to something, but stay in the same... I'm not... I could downsize now. I mean, this house has four bedrooms, you know? I don't need that for me and my daughter. Right. Um, Unless you have, like, this thing where you're like, I sleep in a different bedroom... Every night, yeah, on rotation. <laughs> Sweet setup for that thing. Yeah, this yeah. is my Monday Friday bedroom. Yeah, there were times. This like... is my Tuesday Saturday. You you hate this because it's making you sound pretentious. You're like, oh, this is not. No, no, no. no, no I'm no, actually thinking like I remember um, when Sula's mom still lived here and Sula moved from a crib to a bed, and then she would come sleep in our bed. And she'd crawl, you know, first on the other side of her mom, and then her mom would put her between us. And then she would put her head on her mom's chest and her feet in my face, you know. And I was just slowly getting kicked out of my own bed. So then I would go sleep in her bed, you know. And we'd all wake up in different beds than we started in. Like, this was happening all the time. So Musical bed. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, that was crazy. So now my, you know, now my daughter, she still comes into my room half the time, you know. But at least it's just the two of us. You know, I don't have to, I don't always have to leave. So sometimes I do because she sleeps diagonally. You know, she's small, but she just takes up a lot of real estate. Right, and powerful in the sleep. Oh, I mean, the other night she spent the whole night kicking me in the ribs. (laughs) And I would like push her feet away, and then and then and and then she's just like she's asleep, but she's just like a heat-seeking missile. You know, she just knows where I am, and she snuggles and like "Ah," on top of me, and like "Daddy, you know, I love you." And you know, and then she kicks me. You know, Mm. as soon as I'm as soon as I'm dreaming, she kicks me. So yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she's asleep. Yeah, she's yeah. asleep. Yeah, what do they call that yeah. REM rap. As soon as you hit REM, it's when the kung fu happens. Yeah, that's the man. Well, she must live in that state because I get kicked a lot. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, 
Kelly had come. We had started the open mic tour together. I mean, you're going to get this on the documentary when it comes out. Uh, hope, but we look to be done editing it this spring. Okay. But I had started as the director, shooter, editor of that. He was the producer with a friend of ours, Michelle Kirby. She was also in charge of all the social media. And I had stepped away from the project after our second crowdfunding didn't get the money. Okay. Um, you know, there's way more drama to it than that, which is all going to be in the documentary. But they went out and did it anyway. Okay. So Kelly and I were kind of on bad terms, I'd say. For, I wouldn't say bad terms, but it was just weird for about nine months. And then he reaches out to me, um, extended the, the leaf, and he's like, hey, do you know anybody that would edit this thing? And I was like, you know what? I would love to get back involved with this project because I was always in love with the idea. And then we just started seriously collaborating again. I mean, I'm talking about getting together four out of seven days a week. Right. Him literally sitting, and I don't edit like this at all because I believe like I, got, I have to make something, pass it along, get notes, and do it again. But literally next to me, helping me narrate the course of the cities, go through all the footage. And I was like, well, shit, man. I was like, it's going to cost me like two Gs to get a van, pack all my shit in it, and drive across country. I was like, I know you go west every right. winter. Why don't we do something? Like that, why don't we like raise the production value of Dave made me do it? Because he was going to do it again anyway on the iPhone. Right. And I was like, I'll minimize all my shit again one more time, throw it in the back of the van, and away we'll go. And that's kind of how it got started. And, and we got more pumped about it as we were like collaborating, you know, and figuring out that, you know, we could work together and that like respect, respect each other creatively, value each other's opinions. And I was like, all right, man, I feel like we can do this on the road. Like, I feel like we can take the skeleton of last season or last trip of Dave Made Me Do It and really add just a higher production value to it and potentially really make it something. Right. And at the end of the day, no matter what happens, the only reason that I do video is so people can look back at what I've done or especially the, the straightforward stuff, the nonfiction stuff, and just be like, well, that's what that was then. We're, right. for, we're forever going to be able to watch that interview of you right. and, and just be like, well, that's what... I don't, I'm trying to decide if that's a good thing. No, but but, but, but you know what I mean? It's no, like, th that's you, what you don't have a choice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're totally screwed. <laughs> this is why you need people to sign releases. Like, <laughs> right. You really don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But, True. but that's what Asheville was then, and that's what DC was then. Right. Like, you know, that monument changed, or this went away, and it's, gonna, it's like we're creating little miniature comedic time capsules. And also informing everybody about what the scenes are in the city, which is important. Yeah, because the, 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 the reoccurring theme, granted we've only interviewed four people, but just everybody that we talk to is like how people in New York aren't necessarily informed that there's other stuff out there. Right. And the rest of the world doesn't know that either. Right. So we hope to get some traction with this thing and, um, and just do it. And, and also we're on the road. We're meeting awesome people like you and like the people that we met in D.C. just like out there really experiencing things. Yeah. Instead of getting on the L to the G to the N to get to 14th or 23rd Street. You right. know what I mean? And wasting an hour and 15 minutes on the train. Yeah, instead of one day feeling like a week. Absolutely. You know, a week. Oh, yeah. Like, or that one yeah, day of I life. I seriously said it backwards. Instead of a week feeling like a day because it's just the same yeah. same day every day. Yeah. You know, every day feels like a week. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll edit that in post. Uh, I'll get that right in post. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant to say what was. What I meant to say was this. Casey Kasem. <laughs> But yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that thing that covered it. Yeah. So that's pretty much I'm, it, right? I'm just doing it to meet uh, tri trio, trio, trios of sisters. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it home. Trios of Thanks, sisters. Bud. That's... So the tour is over. We've, we found the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> it happened a lot faster. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to do this for months. <laughs> Straight shot. So, Phoenix, here we come. So is he dropping you off in Phoenix then? Yeah. And then... So you're on your way to Phoenix now. This is it. You're moving. This is it. Yeah. Oh, this, I thought when you told me yesterday, I thought it was like a, not a hypothetical, but like... I, thought that was the plan 
Oh, it's no, no. actually in motion. This is in motion. I mean, and like I, I have like a couple really good clients in New York. Like, you know, a couple breweries that I deal with, a couple right. smaller like gene companies that like I can fly back for the work. Like I've established right. myself enough and the jobs last long enough that I can justify going back there, you know, and the travel and the stay and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I will keep that. But it's just, you know, I mean, if you, when you're a freelancer, there's months of nothing. Right. And then you piece it together with TaskRabbit or Stage Carpentry or whatever your second hustle is. And then you get away from anything creative and you just feel like you're dying in tiny increments. You know second what I mean? Second Hustle would be a great name for a production company. What is it? Is suck a hustle? Second, second, hu- second, second Hustle. Second Hustle. Yeah. I never heard of that phrase. No, it's true. You know, I you get can, it. You, you, you get your main name. Hustle. I want to go. I want to like. Yeah. I want that dot com right now. Second Do Hustle. It. Take it. I'll let you keep that. <laughs> no, no. We'll use it. We'll share yeah. it. I'll hire you to. Do Something. a second hustle. Yeah, that'll be your. It'll be our hat. second. Hustle. <laughs> it'll be our second hustle. That's a great. That's a great phrase. Yeah, but mm. it's true. You know, the main hustle is the video. Yeah. Or the or the. Most cur- of us, our lives are all of my second hustles have become my first hustle. Like, I I was an artist. You know, all, all these not not the realistic paintings, but all the round paintings and stuff in the house. Are oh, mine. cool! Those are great. Um, and you know, they're not my best stuff was sold. So uh-huh. I just all the stuff that was the second best stuff. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I was an artist for a while and that's how I got into carpentry. You know, I was starting mm-hmm. to support myself as an artist and I got really into building things. So I did that for a living for a long time, you know? Um, and then when I moved here, I got into filmmaking and the yoga thing at the same time. And, and even still, like I'll occasionally take a video job just to supplement, you know, paying for yeah. everybody who works for a three minute egg, you know, uh-huh. I, mean, I went away for five weeks a couple of years ago and, filmed a 200 hour yoga training every day just standing on my feet like it was exhausting we're finally editing it you know Uh um so in a lot of ways my second hustle has always become become my first you know Hmm. i'm hoping i'm hoping for that to be the case for which for For me well yeah yeah, comedy is is your second hustle. well essentially as far as money making things what's your first hustle i don't really know well i made furniture like i'm just really I, i can build and fix pretty much anything right so my, I, when I was in San Francisco, I got into this thing called TaskRabbit. Mm-hmm. And do they have that here? No, I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. So TaskRabbit's an app. And you, on the, on the taskers side, what you do is you, uh, you fill out all of your information of all the different things that you can do. And then you put a rate on it. Your rate for okay. each thing. Electrical cool. work, you know, uh, general handyman, this and that, so on and so forth. And can you have links to your work so I can see what you've done and stuff? Uh, well, you get reviews okay. from, from customers on it. it. It would be great if there was links to photos, to yeah. photos of your yeah, work. I mean, yeah, I especially for, look at these, I connected these wires. <laughs> look at this exactly. outlet, it's perfect. <laughs> no, but I mean for, if you, if you paint something, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah carpentry sure. stuff, this before, after stuff, I, yeah. I'm surprised that they don't do it. Maybe it's just too much for the database to hold all that or whatever. Yeah, so. Uh, I guess maybe they think once you connect with people, you can send them to your website or something but. well that's totally what you do yeah i shouldn't say this but whatever but you just try and get off the app as soon as possible because they charge 30 percent for whatever happens mm. right so oh, wow. but somebody can go on TaskRabbit, find you and then they pick you to do whatever task they have and in right. major city areas it's huge because people are so yeah. busy like i've put together ikea furniture for people for 50 to 60 dollars an hour yeah you know just because they're too busy to be doing it so, yeah yeah so uh and it's crazy how busy I can get. Like when I was in New York, I was doing every day, seven days a week, you know, for like eight to ten hours a day. Assembling IKEA. That's, that's putting up shelves, the hanging yeah. mirrors. I've done that. I've installed IKEA kitchens. Yeah. You know, not proud of it, but I've done it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cabinetry stuff like that. Yeah. So, that's essentially the money making thing, right? And then doing comedy every night is 
I'd like it to be the first hustle, but it kind of yeah. seems like the second is kind of flipping it around. And I hope that the comedy can become the first hustle, and then that's the only, and then the only hustle. Right. You know, is the ultimate goals. But uh, that's why I think in being in New York, I see five thousand other people every day trying to do this thing. Right. So what the fuck makes me different? Right. From all of that, you know, that's where this came from. That's where the tour came from, mm-hmm. especially. Right. Like, we got to get out of here and do yeah. something. And and <clears throat> Dale and I were talking about it last night. I went too big on the production of this tour. Him and I should have just went out together first. And then we get to see what it is to travel from city to city. And then uh, and then do that. And then be like, now let's bring more people with us. But, sure. you know, I'm a dreamer and an idiot. So, like, these two things, when they come yeah. together, you yeah. can really yeah. make some nonsense. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I, I built a life on that. <laughs> <laughs> and but I do have a theory that if you follow that, so, something interesting is going to happen. Well, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Failure yeah. is fascinating. <laughs> Failure. Fascinating. <laughs> that means a documentary is yeah. going to rock, bro. <laughs> so when you're saying what you're referencing right now, where you went too high in the production, that's the documentary that's coming out this spring. Yes. That yeah. you shot last year. Uh, last year. And the, what was that about? So it's a, it's about four comics going across the United States from San Francisco to New York doing mics everywhere okay and shows everything like we did um, a show in the middle of the streets in new orleans we did a show on venice beach we did a show in, like in different back bars in clubs we in new york we did one on the williamsburg bridge on a rooftop you know just to right. yeah do it in interesting different places to bring it to a public space right. you know? uh so we, uh we did that and then we documented the whole thing but uh the way that the way that's working out, we're kind of telling the story not only of what ha- of the actual events of the thing, but also like how. The making of it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, what is because the importance that's... of like two guys thinking that they can take twenty thousand dollars of other people's money, put seven people in a van, and drive from San Francisco to New York? That sounds like a great idea. Seven people. Seven. <laughs> seven fuck people. people you which know? is just in your van. In your yeah. Van, four comedians, two shooters, and then one of the shooters was a half-ass comedian, and then sorry, and then a uh, social media gal, you know. Yeah. So, and also, like, and Dale and I were packing up his stuff, and we were in the van. I was like, how, how in the fuck did get you get seven, seven of people's us? worth of shit? Man. <laughs> I'm like, and I don't have that much stuff, man. I leave, yeah. I live lean and mean, you know what I mean? Just yeah. what I need. Like, my most prized possession is my Mac, I think, <laughs> <laughs> that I edit on, you know? Yeah. Because it was, in the end, it just became too much for me. I, I wasn't having fun anymore. Yeah. By, like, oh, and the, you can see it, man. Like, the, and that's what going through the footage, like, the tension is, it's like, palpable yeah it's out of control but that's part of the story i mean oh absolutely you know. well, and absolutely and so that's that's the bigger part of the thing and it's like you know you hit that three-quarter mark or in the paradigm of die hard the 45 minute mark you know where he's cut his foot and then you kind of go back to the beginning right and it's like well we let's go back to the jump where everything failed right before we hit the road to kind of explain the first 45 minutes right, right, right. then we're going to drop that in and then we can kind of bring it home so it's like it's going to be a non. we start with his essential exit interview I was going to say, like, the, starting the, with like you being exasperated. Ab, ab, in the yeah. back of his van. And yeah, just like, just like what like, was I thinking? T- yeah, no, t- tell us one good memory you have from tour, and yeah, he doesn't like, have any. Right, I was going to say, <laughs> I got nothing. He's got nothing. boom, cut to the Absolute, open, open yeah. sequence. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, where it's like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> we're so you know, calm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the opposite of swingers when they were like, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite part where they come over the hill. So it's it, it it'll be interesting, and I'm excited to bring bring it to people and for them to see it. So that I was can't the, wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so then the next the next thing is to travel and screen it. Yes, and film 
that. That's like part two of the documentary. Oh, that, that's a great idea. Because, Absolutely. I, I mean, unless it gets picked up by a film festival or something and you don't have to do that. But I would imagine you're going to go through a phase of bringing this thing to market. Mm-hmm. And sure. that you sh- I would suggest you try to document that while you're at it. If you can't get someone to document that so you can be a part of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be behind the camera for that one. But yeah. that would be really fascinating, too, because, you know, I mean, I've tried to make movies or thought about it or started them. And, you know, I got a lot of much of my life is is yet to be completed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, you know. What I think people don't know is how do they take their idea and make it actually real? You know, what's that piece of the process? Because that's something that... It's just work. It's so much work. It's tons of work. Planning, work, finding the time. You just have to do it. Because execution is all that matters. The fact that anything actually comes from thought to completion is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) Because there's a lot of stuff that's still in the thought half completed category that's why god yeah. created the universe in seven days after that he's like i'm done i'm out it's as good as it's gonna yeah, be you guys you know you work out the rest i didn't know it was gonna be this much yeah work. i was like i just saw the universe how hard could it be to create a universe i got some creatures i got some mountains you know water light dark i mean it just doesn't seem like but that god much you're one day away from eternal peace and harmony but i'm tired yeah, i'm exhausted i just i'm uh, done no I'm i gotta take I'm a day I'm take it a day it's the ultimate mic drop. <laughs> and one day turns into two days. Uh, right, right. The idea cue card comes down off the wall, and then you have the universe. Yeah, like, I want to talk is. to my manager. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> I'll come out when I feel like. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's I'll, right. I'll, oh my goodness! All right. Well, I really excited for you guys. I really appreciate having been a part of your project. Absolutely. Dude, thank you for doing it. Yeah, thank absolutely. You for yeah. everything, putting yeah. us up. Speaking on camera, being so articulate, giving us the the insight into the Asheville scene—that's exactly what we needed. Yeah, and just we learned so much. You know what I mean? Being here and after the interview it was really cool to roll around town, appearing what you had to say. Well, that's yeah. cool, man. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad to be helpful. I'm glad to be a part of it. Like, I just I love what we are doing. You know, yeah. so to be a part of somebody else's thing that we're doing is really nice for me. I, you know, I still can't get over the fact that I'm the only person who said, "Yeah, I'd love to be in your movie." And, what is the matter with people? I don't know, but no, it'll it'll be different the next time around. The the next the, time you're, you're gonna, I mean, you're what, gonna be turning people away. Once, yeah. the, once you succeed with this thing, yeah. maybe part of people are like, uh, you know, who's this half wit? You know, yeah, totally. Here. I have no clue. Yeah, but, who? Yeah, yeah. You want, know, with, with your what? I've done enough. Like I was doing a spiritual documentary for a while. We were doing a documentary on Bobby Slayton, so we interviewed a bunch of comedians. Like a lot of people did interviews for us. I w- it was fun. It was fun for them. It was yeah. fun for us. Being yeah. a part of something like that is great. Like I just cannot, for the life of me, imagine not saying yes right away. Like as soon as I saw your thing, I'm like, I'll do it. I'm of the same personality. When somebody brings something like that, I'm like, yeah, you're doing something cool. Yeah, I'm yeah absolutely. In. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I think another thing is like. Yeah, you saw, you went and checked out the episodes that I had done on my own. Right. Yeah. I don't think other people have done that. They just see like, oh, this person saying that they made this thing. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. You know, but once we have this video, you know. Once DC gets cut down within the next couple of days and we have a little bit of proof of work, sending that forward, I think, is going to garnish a lot of interest. Yeah. You know, and then Ash will be up within the next couple of weeks. And so mm-hmm. people are going to start seeing really what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, they're, what they're going to be watching is about, you know, a week and a half 
behind where right. we were. Sure. But at the same time, they'll see the kind of thing that we're trying to That's do. That's pretty good. You'll be far enough away. Sure. That no one can come after you. <laughs> and the, I kicked those guys dude, ass, but they're all the way in Texas. <laughs> we're so busted, bro. He, he got us. He got us. Right. How did they take that quote? That was the one thing I asked in the cut. <laughs> and I can... I can go to Canada so yeah right I can, really, I can get out of here and pretty soon Americans aren't going to be allowed in Canada uh, you're going to be so safe uh, I did not mean I'm moving to Phoenix I'm moving to LA I'm in Los Angeles El Segundo Phoenix Street yeah Phoenix, Phoenix, Street. Phoenix Street in, uh, in Orange County yeah. <laughs> oh my god well listen you guys I appreciate your taking the time I know that you need to get on the road so Dude, you know, did, thanks for doing this our pleasure we're easily manipulated by pancakes and a yeah, place to sleep good to know. Yeah. You know I knew we were going to have this conversation yeah. So I was like, we gotta record it. Yeah, perfect. Oh my god, those guys are hilarious. That's the most fun I've ever had in a three-way conversation. If you like what you heard, please visit our website. Use our Amazon portal and rate us on iTunes. Make sure you tell your friends about us, and if you feel so inclined, please consider making a donation on our donation page. That way, we can keep failing for years. <laughs>